bad. Like you just your clients been sat there for eight hours and they're they're hungry and tired and they want to go home and you're like, can you just like come and let me take some photos of you and just just give it ten more minutes? Would I have gone back and maybe had them all done super nice by yeah. the same artist? All right, that would have been a nice way Definitely. to do it. But, you know, it's like it, it's a process. I get it, yeah. My mum always says, oh, I told you you'd regret them. I'm like, I don't regret them. I obviously want to be a better artist. I'm always going to want to be. Every tattoo I do, I want the next day to be better. Do you know mm. what I mean? Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Alex Lloyd and this is a 21st century tattoo. Amy, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. Here we are. It's like one of the hottest days of the year, back in sunny Bournemouth. Um, Nice. What I always try and do with starting these podcasts is start it with the question left from the previous guest, which was on Friday. And their question for you would go straight into the deep end was, what was the exact moment that your style, you felt that your style was defined? Okay. I think in lockdown, because I had sort of that forced time off and I had time to really focus on my drawing whereas before I obviously was so busy tattooing you're just constantly concentrating on your tattoos every day I didn't really have time to focus on the drawing that I wanted to be doing I guess I enjoyed doing like flowers dot work stuff like that before but I think it was yeah lockdown that I was like right I'm gonna sit down and exactly figure out how I want to do my flowers instead of just taking bits you know from what you see there and then reference photos and I just wanted my like my style that was you know you could look at it and think and just see that's clearly Amy's flowers if that makes sense so I literally spent like weeks sat down just sketching until I found like a way that I really like doing my flowers and I think Mm. from then from there I've just yeah Yeah, I guess found my particular style I mm. guess well you obviously do have quite a definitive style I, so. <laughs> um, I guess maybe that's one of the positives of Covid isn't it yeah. I think especially for artists we did have that time to kind of reset mm-hmm. as shit as it was being out it of was, work yeah it was horrible especially the first one but I think it was also nice yeah to have some forced time off when you can just think about what you want to do you kind of get stuck in just the routine of doing those tattoos that other people are booking in for whereas in mm. lockdown it made me draw stuff that I really wanted to do and then I had the opportunity to put that out there and then people could pick stuff that I'd already drawn if that yeah. makes sense yeah, yeah yeah did you find then before Covid maybe you were kind of doing a bit of everything I mean how much work and demand like how much were you kind of saying no to oh I still I mean I was still busy but I just don't think I'd fully found my niche I guess I was doing a lot of dot work always pretty delicate sort of feminine mm-hmm. intricate stuff um, and I was still doing stuff I wanted to do, obviously, but it just wasn't 100% my style, I guess. I think I definitely, yeah, it was lockdown that found I found that. Whereas, like, now then, how would you define your style? What would you say it was? Um, Less of the dot work, but much more I do more still love the dot work. I'm at a weird, like, crossroad, I think, or I love doing the flowers and the flowy, really feminine um pretty stuff but then I love doing crazy dot work that mm. just challenges you and makes you think why the hell am I doing this this is the most detailed complex thing I've ever done but yeah I think yeah floral and then the dot work I also like a bit of realism and kind of like mashing the three together I guess that's my weird style yeah. <laughs> in a nutshell. I, I followed you for a little while and I guess the kind of you, you appeared to be doing a little bit more of the black and grey realism yeah. obviously there's a lot more mandala work in there now yeah I like is that what would you is that what's the thing that you really enjoy doing the most of all of that all of them together that's literally my favorite 
thing to do. When we did Brighton convention, I'd put up this piece and I just thought, right, I'm going to put in every element that I love. And I'd done like a woman's face, like a portrait with butterflies, geometric shapes, negative space, yeah, dot work, flowers, everything. Mm. And yeah, I think that's definitely how I would define my style. But No, I love it. Yeah. It's obviously very refined. It's really nice. Thank really, you. really nice work. Um, I was speaking to you a little bit before we started recording. Um, we'll talk a little bit more about this studio uh, mm-hmm. in a minute, but I guess your kind of main clientele is probably more female, lending to the style. Yeah, definitely. With the flowers and stuff like that, mm. I'd say a tattoo a few... 20% guys maybe and that's more the dot work the geometric sort of stuff yeah, yeah. but there's also some animals and bits in there yeah, as well oh yeah, which are always in demand animals, I guess yeah. big yeah, cats nice. especially yeah love it yeah definitely yeah. and there's always the demand for that you know, oh they're, yeah they're timeless Everyone loves pieces it, yeah so a little question for you. Mm-hmm. I want to know how do you how would you say that f- your friends and family would describe you oh my god that's a well hard question mm. I don't know. How do my friends and family describe me? <laughs> I don't know. Um, Maybe like characteristics or traits? I mean, I hope they think I'm hardworking and like dedicated and committed to what I do because it's pretty much all I do. So mm. I'd hope Same to think me, they like, I, yeah. I hope they think I'm like that. I don't know. Yeah, That's yeah. really made me like... No, definitely like dedicated to your craft for yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, well, I 100% am. So I know mm. my mum and dad definitely think of me like that, which is nice. They're very proud of me. <laughs> nice. And how, yeah, I guess that's kind of how how you'd want to be, want to oh, be seen, yeah, I'm sure. Definitely. Um, so talk to me about your journey into tattooing then, I guess. I kind of always want to know, and I think a lot of the listeners want to know kind of really how you got into it yeah. from doing a little bit of research. <laughs> It looks as if you kind of started your tattoo journey back in 2015. Is that right? Around that sort of time? Eight years ago. Is that? Yeah, yeah. Seven and a half years ago, I started tattooing. And what what kind of got you into it and got you into the industry then? Mine's like, my story's so different to everyone else's. You know, everyone's like, since I was a kid, I wanted to be a tattoo artist. Mm. I've always been creative since I was a kid, like always drawing, I'd literally, it sounds really lame, I'd come home from school and like put a mirror in front of the wall and sit there and try and draw myself in the mirror. And like, we used to have challenges at school, like draw this crisp packet and stuff like that. And I just loved it. I loved just getting creative. And I knew I wanted to be in a creative job, but I had no idea what that would be. Yeah. I think it's really hard, like actually making a living from being in a creative job and then I went to a grammar school and obviously they're just oh, so me too. did you yeah. hated it me too they're yeah. just forcing on you like be a doctor do this blah, blah blah go to uni and I just all I wanted to do was like hang out in the art room on my own and just sit there and draw sounds so um, similar to really? me mine was, a, mine was a catholic grammar as oh, well wow. so you can imagine it was like yeah intense yeah, yeah it was intense um, and yeah had that kind of real academic future yeah um, we had like a good little art department but there were i think like five people did a level art so everyone's doing triple science and it just wasn't me hated it hated not learning because obviously i'm still learning now but i think it's learning things that you're being forced to learn not what you're choosing to learn yeah um see i did a level art and then all my friends were going off to uni and i thought shit what am i gonna do like I'm what how old are you then 17 I don't know what I want to do with my life so I, I applied to uni on deadline day praying I didn't get in 
and I got straight onto the fine art course. Like, didn't even have to do a foundation, and I was so annoyed, like gutted that I got into uni. Crazy. And then did a year of that. You must have seen had to have applied though. You must there must have been some element of you wanting to get wanted to do. No, that. I just didn't know what to do because everyone was going to uni. All my friends, I thought, well, I don't want to just be the one sat at home with nothing to do. So just go to uni like everyone else. Hmm. Got in. Um, and then, yeah, I did a year of that. And then two weeks into my second year, I just literally, I still lived at home. I had a meltdown to my mum. I was like, I can't do this anymore, mum. Like, I'm so miserable. I hate it. So yeah, then I started thinking, right, what am I going to do with my life? And weirdly, my mum said, like, why don't you think about tattooing? Like, think about that. You could draw on people. And I had like three little tattoos by that time. Um and yeah, so I went to a couple of studios and then I think it kind of opened my eyes then to what tattooing actually is nowadays. Before I had no idea, I still thought it was that kind of old school, traditional, you walk in, you pick. I didn't really know anything about it. Mm-hmm. The moment I walked in to the studio that I actually got my apprenticeship in, I was like, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Like, I love it. Okay. And yeah, since then, it's yeah, it's really so different, I know, to what everyone else says. Had you... Uh, was that kind of your first experience of a tattoo studio then, the one that you went into? I had. How did how did that kind of come about, getting them and then going into an apprenticeship? How do you mean, like, in the studio? Mm. I was so lucky. I walked in, lit, like, portfolio in hand. I, one studio I knew about, because a girl I knew had been an apprentice there before. And, yeah, I was like, oh, I wondered if you, you know, had any space for apprentices. Um, and they were like, yeah, come in the back, sit down, show us your work. And they literally went, yeah, do you want to start on Monday? Which is like unheard of, I know, because so many people have to graft and like hound studios to mm. let them be an apprentice. And I, I guess it was right place, right time. It was as cliche yeah. as it is. It was meant to be. No, I got you know, so lucky and it was a good studio as well. I didn't just walk into like, you know, yeah. a shit studio. I managed to get in somewhere good that obviously could teach me well. So yeah. lucky. <laughs> so fell on your feet then. Yeah. Uh, do you know what? I think you'd be surprised having spe- speaking to people, um, speaking to artists throughout the course of this podcast. I think I always thought as well that, I mean, it is a difficult industry to get into even more so now, I think, oh, because gosh, it's yeah. so competitive. But I don't, there are definitely some artists that, that kind of just, it was clearly right place, right time. Yeah. They were in the right location. So obviously we're here in Bournemouth now. Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up and, and was that studio where you started your apprenticeship so and my, your tattoo journey? Was that right? Where there? I did my apprenticeship was in Bournemouth, literally probably 10 minute walk from here. Okay. Yeah, so I haven't moved too far afield. <laughs> are they still there? Uh, one of them is, yeah, there were two guys that owned it. One of them's still there. I'm still good pals with them as well, which is so nice. They're like my tattoo dads. So I love it. <laughs> nice. How, um, okay, I want to know how, how you find it maybe being a female in the industry, like nowadays. I mean, I think it's probably, it's different now to maybe it was five to 10 yeah, years I ago. I think even when I started tattooing, it's probably different now. So many female tattoo artists that are smashing it as well. It's not, not looked down on at all, like... I honestly don't think I'm at any advantage or disadvantage being a female. I think any client looking for an artist is going to look at your work, aren't they? And I just, yeah, I don't think really that I'm affected. Mm. I hope, anyway, <laughs> maybe I'm just lucky. Yeah, and and obviously this is a, a female, an all-female yeah, studio. Six girls. Then obviously there must be some benefits that come to that, you know. And I think it's good. I think people, obviously, I don't, not to say anything bad about all male studios but I think generally people feel very relaxed in here and because we're all females we tattoo a lot of females Mm. a lot of the time they're you know 
partly unclothed and you, you, if you're feeling uncomfortable with guys you don't know walking around but in here it's just six girls hanging out really like yeah. people just feel very relaxed I think it definitely helps having that yeah it's just a different atmosphere isn't it when you, yeah, God, you're 100%. six girls six guys two I different complete, studios complete. I can completely see um, I, I, I can completely see the appeal in it yeah. for sure I think we can sometimes take for granted like how much trust the clients put in us mm -hmm. and it is quite an intimate experience you know yeah, you're with definitely. this one person for the whole day you know um and it really i think for me as well i think it's one of the most important things is yeah, to make sure the customer feel comfortable. so comfortable don't you yeah it can be scary as well if it's your first tattoo or well, you haven't got many you want to know that you're just going to go and feel super relaxed all day yeah yeah would you get tattooed uh, an all female? female would it put you off at all no i think no? i wouldn't okay. mind it at all to <laughs> be honest good. with you um I'd kind of feel a bit indifferent about it. It yeah. wouldn't really bother me. I'm kind of going for the artist, I exactly. guess. Exactly. I think that's what it is nowadays. Um, but maybe that's just because I'm like, I guess I'm pretty comfortable and I'm confident. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm not sure whether that would be the case with everyone. But yeah, yeah I really don't mind at all. Interesting. Um, and it's, I just enjoy seeing different environments, you mm -hmm. know, the the vibe in an old male studio, which I also do enjoy oh, yeah, being no, a male, totally, of, yeah, course. of course. Um, so yeah, I guess it's just, it all depends, it doesn't it? You know, you're there yeah. for the work. Um, so yeah, well, I love the studio itself. Talk to me a little bit about, and so it was you and your partner maybe who, yeah. um, who own Hobo Jack. The, maybe so talk to owns, me about the brand. Yeah. So James, my partner and his brother, they own Hobo Jack, the clothing brand. And then we met whenever we met years ago. Um, and then, yeah, we set this up together. Mm. Um, when was that? Yeah. Three, three years ago. Yeah. Twin, was it 2020? Earlier, 2019? Yeah, just before COVID. Oh, wow, yeah, okay. Literally, two Same, weeks Similar before. to me. <laughs> yeah. How did, you, um, how did you find that? Was it difficult kind of um, creating the, the shop as part of the brand? Or do you think that having that already existing helped? To be honest, I mean, this is nothing like... I mean, if you look at the Hobo Jack clothes, we've gone completely like off on a tangent. I think we set it up... We knew it was going to be more my studio than mm. a Hobo Jack studio. But it made sense, obviously, they've got tattoo-related clothing. All their customers have tattoos, so great for them to have a tattoo studio. Yeah. Great for me to have that as well. Kind of, they help each other out. Um, but yeah, it's definitely my, more Your baby. my baby, yeah, mm. my studio. Yeah. Where does the name come from? Um, I think, I'm pretty sure, don't quote me on this. Okay. Um, basically, James and his brother Dan always used to travel they like went to Australia for a year. They just all over the world, like, and people used to just nickname them the Hobo Brothers. Okay. So when they came back from Australia, they were like, what the hell are we going to do with our lives now? It's time to settle down, get a real job, be, you know, real grown ups. Um, so they just randomly started a clothing brand that's mm. gone mad. Um, and then they wanted to use the whole Hobo name i guess but hobo james and hobo dan just didn't really sound cool so <laughs> hobo jack hobo jack's got yeah, a nice ring to it it does yeah shame neither of them are called jack but it works yeah people I mean, always think he's called jack they always ask oh how's jack like his name's james actually but james. he's okay <laughs> jack james whatever you know it kind of all goes no that's cool i love it i, I think it's a really cool um like the brand itself looks like yeah they're really smashing well. it it's james so kind of is he run a couple of different different bits as well what brands? Or, yeah. yeah. So he's got another brand um, called Chip Shop, which is just—I don't even know how to describe it, to be honest. Um, yeah, sort of festival rave kind of t-shirts, clothes like parody t-shirts and stuff like that. But that's killing it as well. Yeah, nice. Yeah, he's just one of those people that can 
choose to do something and he'll do it so well. He's just good at everything. Mm. Yeah, bless Love him. <laughs> um, so coming back to tattooing, I can see that you've got like you've got a pretty long wait list. Yeah. Um, I guess because your your style is so defined and you're obviously so good at what you do. Oh, um having spoken spoken to artists and kind of some people have got a difference in opinion about whether it's kind of good just to keep booking mm-hmm. or do the books open, books close sort of situation. Yeah. Um when are you booking for? It's kind of January. Up yeah, January. just close my diary for the rest of the year. Yeah. So next time I open it, it'll be for January, February, March. And how do you deal with having me. that much of a wait list? Because for me, I found it quite difficult to have a life around work. Yeah, it is. You have to plan. If you're on a holiday, you've got to plan it six months ahead and just book it out. But I've got kind of good at that now. I kind of book myself off more time than I need. And then when it comes to it, if I decide not to have that weekend off or if I, yeah, if I've say sometimes I'll book a week off and then I can move people to it if I say I'm ill or I have other time off. I always give myself kind of extra spare days just in case um but I'm yeah I kind of get stressed out being booked up but then if I'm not that booked up I'll just get stressed out so I'm in a routine now I think I get more stressed when I get emails every day that I have to reply to Mm. at least doing it this time this way four times a year I open my diary have to get stressed out over those emails for a couple of weeks and then I just close my diary for a few months and then relax yeah and you kind of just like is it tends to be like it looks like quite a big scale stuff that you're doing are these like days back to back days yeah some people a guy messaged when I opened my diary last time like wants to book three days in a row and people are wanting to book five sessions which is hard because the slots I have obviously if people are wanting to book multiple sessions, then I feel bad because there's even less people I can book in. Mm. It's such a great position to be in, obviously, being that busy. But it also makes me really sad because I can't clone myself and <laughs> yeah. do all the tattoos I want to do. This is it. When I kind of, when you look at these big companies um, with a product, mm, you know, that yeah. can be quite easily scaled exactly. with with the you know the logistics and the hard work. We are just one person. We yeah. can't be scaled. We can't get someone else. Obviously, we can have other artists in the studio. We can have apprentices, but they're never going to do exactly what we do. Mm. Yeah, like James can sell more T-shirts. He can buy another printer. They can employ more people. We can't do that. We're no. just one person. Exactly. But again, it's yeah, such an insane position. Like I could never, when I started, would never imagine being like this lucky to Mm. have this many people wanting to book in with me I was happy just being booked up like a week at a time that was enough (laughs) yeah it's crazy and how how do you think what do you think the secret to your success your personal success with tattooing is I think I guess I do just commit to something like like I said in lockdown I was like right I'm just gonna figure out my style now I'm gonna do those flowers and then I'm gonna book people in for them and uh, yeah, I guess I pretty much do just tattoo. I don't have a crazy life outside of work. I love what I do, so I focus all my pretty much all my spare time on that as well. Mm. Um, yeah, I guess just hard work, and I love it. I think that when you love something, you obviously you're better at it, aren't you? Your your passion shows through, and yeah, for sure. I was speaking to the previous guest Megan, and we were talking about how like I think you can really see heart and soul in work you know yeah. and you can tell when she you can said, tell like, when they love it and when they don't yeah when the thing's a bit sloppy or they've mm-hmm. had a bit of an off day you know <laughs> which we all do hopefully not but <laughs> well hopefully not yeah of course but we are all only human of course yeah we're not machines
something that I personally always want to know is how do you deal with creative blocks, which we all struggle with? Um, I presume you must be kind of tattooing and drawing in the evening, drawing stuff up in advance. What? How do you I, deal with these? I'm weird as well. I, I tend to do my drawings in the morning. I get so stressed out and overwhelmed if I have to think about more than one thing. <laughs> yeah. I sound like crazy, but if I know, so one day I've got a tiger and flowers and mandala. So say that's on Tuesday, I'll get up, come in early, do that drawing because I know I've just got to focus on that. If I had to do a tattoo and then that night draw for the next day I know I'd be thinking about the next day's tattoo while doing the current one and it Mm. just yeah it makes my brain just crazy so I have to just focus on that one piece but then a lot of my flowers I do freehand okay yeah so I I think that's where I get the least creative block to be honest when I'm doing freehand stuff Mm. if I'm freaking out about how to you know the composition of something then I'm like right I'm gonna freehand it because I don't know how you know how it's going to fit on the body i'd rather wait till they get here and then Mm. make sure it flows and i I don't think i really get creative block when it comes to freehand stuff because you just get inspired when the client walks in you chat to them you know where do you want it how do you want it to flow blah 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 and then you go from there so that part yeah 100 percent. like you can vibe with the customer Mm. you know i tend to do mine on mine on the morning as well Mm. um i feel like I have to meet the client. Oh, do you do it while they're there as well? Yeah, I do. Oh my God, no, that stresses me out as well. <laughs> I don't know. I've kind of always been quite lucky in the fact that I work well, quite under, quite work mm-hmm. quite well under pressure. I also am quite reactive to stuff and yeah. I can draw, I would like to say I can draw quite well, quite efficiently. Yeah. You know, I don't take forever doing you know stuff. I just kind of know yeah. what it needs to do and, mm-hmm. then, and then create that. Creating that with but them. But you have an idea, obviously, beforehand of in course. your head. Yeah, it's just oh, 100%. Like, I've already thought about it that, yeah. like the week just before, like, how I'm going to do it. And then it's just getting it onto paper. Um, and then obviously, you know, with, the, with kind of using iPads now, mm-hmm. I, I started originally... It was all like tracing and oh paper my God. and pencils. I used to do mandalas on tracing paper. That Imagine doing that now. <laughs> mm, yeah. You just wouldn't have the time. No, exactly. Um, a tattoo, you just wouldn't be, it wouldn't be no. as efficient, you know. Um, but I can't draw in front of people. It, yeah, I, I could have as many people watch me tattoo. I sit at a tattoo convention, tattooing thousands of people walking past me, doesn't bother me. Yeah. But if you sit and watch me draw on my iPad, can't do it. Mm. hate it. So I draw before they get here. But then I think you show them and you, you can like round inst- the yeah. <laughs> you go downstairs, I'll wait here yeah. and just do my drawing. But yeah, you can always tell, can't you, instantly if they actually like it. And Definitely. You can just tell by their facial expression, which is 99% of the time a smile. But <laughs> it's good, happy. yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Um, I guess it's just, uh, some people just aren't creative though. Some there's mm. Some people that kind of, get tattoos who aren't necessarily creative yeah. i guess as tattooing is now getting more popular you're getting a lot of people getting tattoos you maybe wouldn't have done yeah definitely um so yeah like that's the joy of it though it it's is yeah different every day and meeting different nowadays people. definitely you just get to meet so many different people such a variety of people it's so nice yeah mm. is there anything that you wish you'd have been told when you first started out on your tattoo journey um, that you don't, that you know I guess now. how much it would take over your life. <laughs> Not that that's a bad thing at all, because I don't think I knew how much I would love it when I started. Mm. Um, but yeah, it does absolutely take over your entire life. Like your evenings, you'll be doing Instagram, you'll be doing emails, you'll be doing drawings, you'll be thinking about what you're doing the next day and like messaging clients and stuff like that. And then 
your days off aren't really days off, are they? Um, so I, it wouldn't have changed my mind if someone told me that in the beginning, but I think it threw me off a little bit when I suddenly got really busy and I was like, oh my God, how am I actually going to live outside of tattooing? Well, you don't. No, you don't, exactly. No. Yeah, but I've accepted that now and I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, that's it, isn't it? I mean, if you're anything like me, you've got to just give it your all. Yeah, it just shows you love it, doesn't it? 100%. With it taking over your life so much, I mean, with James being so busy mm -hmm. and obviously yourself being so busy, yeah. how do you find that, like uh, like a couple who works so hard? I think it's good because we both love what we do. Um, if one of us had a, you know, a miserable job that we hated doing and then they saw the other absolutely just loving what they're doing, working in the evenings and... Mm you'd just end up having arguments all the time, wouldn't you? And one of you would just be jealous and it wouldn't work. But because we're both equally as busy and we both love our jobs the same amount, I think it just works. Like, I don't really get mad at him if he's just sat on his laptop one night because I get it because the next day I'll be sat doing emails and yeah. it just works. Like, we do make ourselves have days off. Otherwise, we would just just work seven days a week. So That's it. we force ourselves to <laughs> spend quality time together and actually... Yeah, have weekends and stuff. Yeah, so important. Mm -hmm. um, can you see yourself then being an artist forever, do you think? Oh, yeah. I think, I, would, I can't imagine retiring. I actually can't. Or a tattoo artist, rather. I guess you'll always oh, yeah, be an I artist. Would, I'd, yeah, I'd like to think I'm a tattoo artist. I definitely think there's a difference. But yeah, I can't imagine. I think my back would probably go. Yeah. And my wrists and my fingers, yeah. Mm. I, but I'd probably get to a point where I'm like, right, I'm going to cut down a day. One day less, mate. I'd love to just be like 85 tattooing one day a week. Okay, so you would, <laughs> and, yeah? Yeah, 100%. I can't imagine. Even if, yeah, six days a week, I'm like, I don't know, we've got a little camper van. I go in a little camper van with the dogs and then I tattoo one day a week. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would need that, I think. I couldn't not. And you find that is kind of your your escape from work is work, isn't it? It's yeah. weird. <laughs> um, well, I mean, what, what, how else do you kind of find that escape or is that it? What, like, away from work? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, we've got the dogs, we've got the camper van, we've got a house, that's what we do, really. We, nice. We do do you get house. to go out in the camper van? Yeah, much? we just got back this morning. Great, where have you been? <laughs> we just went to Wareham Forest, not for, it's like an hour from here. Nice. Um, yeah, we've only been away a few times, we got it a couple of months ago, so yeah, yeah. We, just, we just go camping, walk the dogs, and I think that's one place where we actually do switch off, because... You've got no phone signal, like there's nothing to do other than just chill out, mm. eat food, walk the dogs, have a beer. Yeah. It's nice you, to switch off. It's so like, I find it quite hard with Instagram and you know how important social media is now. We've, yeah. This has been like a recurring th theme in a lot of the episodes is kind of how important social media is mm -hmm. or rather is it, you know, but. I find it quite difficult to switch off and like you just said, yeah. put your phone down and so leave hard. Instagram for the fact that like if you aren't regularly posting, yeah. like, how, how do you do so that? It's so stressful. That's why I like camping because you literally have no phone signal. In the middle of the forest, I can't check Instagram. It's If I was just sat at home trying to have a day off, I wouldn't be able to because I would just pick up my iPad, I'd pick up my phone, I'd end up doing work. Yeah. So that's why we just... Yeah, force ourselves to go into the middle of nowhere and have a day off. But yeah, I hate Instagram. <laughs> mm, I know. It could just take over your life, can't it? Like you can just oh, sit scrolling. It, yeah, and it does, doesn't it? It's a lot to think about, to plan your posts, and get you get really down as well. I find like if I do a really good tattoo, 
post on Instagram. It sounds so lame, doesn't it, that you don't get likes, but mm. it just makes you feel really rubbish. I, yeah, I have such a love-hate relationship for Instagram. Yeah, I mean, it's like quantifying the... I, I don't know how to describe it. It's so true. I'm the same. I feel like if that post got less likes, and then it's stupid it because it all that matters is if that client's happy with it, exactly. and you're happy with it. Obviously, I wouldn't want to do a crap toe on someone. And as long as we're both happy, it's all that matters. But yeah. why do we let? It? I guess it's because we're artists and we're so critical of what we do that mm. we think if no one else likes it, it must be rubbish. Yeah, it's stupid. I wish they'd take away the likes. Yeah, well, you can hide it the whole thing now. Yeah, but even I feel so, like it's can... a giveaway. If you're hiding the likes, is it because you've got no likes? That's how I feel because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I hear it. I kind of just, I just hide everything now because there's no point. But then with putting like reels out, you oh, can't hide them on so there. So much to think about. To even have to talk about it, it's crazy. But, but it's like, such a big part of our jobs, isn't it? It really it's is. Portfolio. It really, really is. You know, but it doesn't mean that. I think it's reminding yourself that that stuff. Like my my partner has to say that to me, you know. She has to be yeah. like, it doesn't mean anything exactly. that that one got a bit less than that one. Um, when actually that was the one that I thought I, I thought I'd kind of perform better with. Yeah. Um, but it's also, crazy. it's time of day you post it. It's yeah, it's everything. There's so, so much to it. Things. And if you've had a couple of days off in the forest, then the algorithm yeah. then thinks you're not you contributing post every day. And no. yeah, it's not it's good. So hard. <laughs> we are a slave to it, but you know it is what it is. I can't I can't done, complain. Yeah. Um, how do you deal with then? Have you ever had to deal with any criticism? Um, <laughs> Maybe obviously being critical of your own work, but have you ever had to deal with anyone criticising your work? I actually don't know that I have. No, it's. I think I probably, yeah, my biggest critic myself. Like I go home every day, I'm like, hey, what I've done, I need to get better. And having such insane artists working here is why you're always, you know, comparing yourself and. But no, I don't think touch wood that anyone's <laughs> to mm. me personally said anything negative about my work. I no, hope that's not. Good. Have you? Have I? I mean, again, no, not necessarily. <laughs> Suddenly so... makes you like really nervous, doesn't it? Mm. Um, not that I know to my face. And then you, about me. Sometimes I think, oh, I haven't seen that client in a yeah. while. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Does that, that does mean make that me they're really nervous. Like, they're not going to come back. And then all of a sudden, after like a year and a half, they send you an email. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, right. Okay. <laughs> Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. You've just not had a tattoo in like a year yeah. and a half. You know, everyone's so Fair busy. Enough. Life you get got in your own head. Yeah. You really do just get in your own head. And like, I really have to, what I'm trying to really do is work on just taking it a bit easier yeah. and just not caring as much it's hard okay. um, it's so hard it really really is um, with that being said then quite a deep question oh but God. I guess I would like to know whether you feel like you've achieved success in your life I honestly don't think I will ever feel that I've like fully succeeded I'm always want not want something more because I'm I, like I know how I've got such a good life like I really have nothing to complain about like I've got my studio, like what my artist, I've got James, the dogs, like I, to a lot of people's eyes, obviously that would be success, but I will always want, I want a bigger studio. I want better. I want it to look cooler. I'll obviously want to be a better artist. I'm always going to want to be every tattoo I do. I want the next day to be better. Do you know mm. what I mean? But that's a really hard question. Where do you what think maybe success? that does... Where, yeah, exactly what is success, you know? I guess it's whatever you... How you define it. Yeah. And, and I'm exactly the same. <laughs> um, I guess the the answer that you'd want to give is to just be happy, isn't it? Oh, I guess. yeah. I'm um, definitely But happy, I'm the same but... with you. And I guess 
there are there are two different types of people in the world, you know, and like you are of that mindset where you do want more, and I want more as well, you know. Yeah, I don't. Um, it's not like I don't want to come across like it's a greed thing. Do you know what I mean? I just no, it's not. Always it's aspire to, to do the next thing, have the next. Where do you think that comes from? That desire to want that. Probably my mum and dad, to be honest, going all deep. But mm. yeah, they're just my parents are so like hardworking and. They've always, always been like that since I can remember and they're always doing things, working hard. And yeah, I guess that just, I learned that from a young age. Mm. Yeah, I just, I get bored easily as well. Not like in my job, I just, if something's the same, you know, I'll then want to improve it and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Were they, what were their, what were their careers? Were they quite artistic? Do you think that's where you get it from? Hugely. My mum's like one of those people that's just good at everything, so... She's not got a creative job, but she's she's a creative person. My dad's a carpenter. Okay. I don't actually know what my mum does. It's really bad. She works in finance, something to do with that. But they're always they've always had you know jobs that they work hard in. So yeah, made me want to do that. I guess it's a combination <laughs> of that artistic and the hard work yeah. sort of traits in you. Yeah. Um, when are you at your happiest? Oh, <laughs> I guess just. I'm always happy. I've got I've got it good, you know. Mm. Coming to work, I'm happy. I've got my studio, my my girls, my dogs. Mm. They come in every day, and that makes me so happy. Just having. Could you have the dogs at the studio? Oh yeah. What have you got? Two little chihuahuas. Oh bless. Okay, right. <laughs> but they're not like your typical. You know, you think of chihuahuas, you think of demon dogs. They well, are absolute angels. They they oh my god, they're the best. Um, yeah, so they make me so happy because they come everywhere. Like, come here yeah. yeah I think I just wake up happy I come to work go home and I've got James and again the dogs and just yeah I've mm. got it good I think I'm tell lucky. me tell me a little bit about the girls that you've got working here then mm-hmm. um have they been with you from the beginning and how did you kind of look at recruiting and how how do you kind of get your stuff I'm really picky so I didn't I I didn't want to just flood the studio with loads of artists so I wanted to make sure we had you know, everyone that worked here was the nuts. Like, they were so good. Um, so the first person that came with me, she was the apprentice at the studio I used to work at. Mm. Um, and the guy who run that studio moved to Amsterdam. So he was like, well, either, obviously, do you want to take her or she can stay here? But there's not really going to be anyone in charge. So have a word with her, basically figure out the best thing. So she came here. It was just me and Meg to begin with. And Meg's just left last week. So she's my first to join and also first to leave. Oh, wow. um, so she's gone to do her own little studio now. Um, and then there was Rachel who worked just down the road from where I was before. I didn't even know her. It was actually Connor who, Pembroke, Connor Pembroke, yeah, yeah he recommended her. Um, so I messaged her. I felt like a little like stalker. I was like liking all her pictures on Instagram mm. and I messaged her and then we went for a little coffee date and we were both so nervous. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, so then she joined. It's a real community and it's it tattooing, is. I guess. Yeah, it's so nice that people were like recommending people as well. Mm. Um, Especially in the same town because I think back in the yeah. day it used to be very kind of like, this is my place. That's oh, I know. I think Bournemouth's quite nice to be honest. I think I like to think we all get on. I'm quite pally with most of the studios yeah mm. um and then our next was kyla um and i've told her since i was an apprentice oh wow yeah and i knew she always used to come in with her little drawings and be like can you tell this on me and i'd like redraw it and yeah um so i knew she was creative and then she messaged and said right this is my time like will you take me on i'm fed up of working at 
the shop like will you take me on I was like yep yeah, absolutely like you don't even need to come in 100% like you can definitely come work with us um where have I got up to I can't even remember how many that is Four. now so then we've got Hannah mm. and again I hounded Hannah <laughs> I knew her before and then yeah just um liked a lot of her pictures because as I do anyway like her work's insane um and then I said to her we've got a space like if you want to come and work with us just let let me know and then she came in and joined the girl gang yeah and we've also got another hannah who's starting in a couple of weeks who does really cool like trad stuff so nice. proper little girl she, gang how did she get in touch and did, did you co- contact her no or first first one i didn't stalk um, <laughs> I, quite, I like that though i like you being you've got to be picky i think it's nice as well like the studio i worked at before he contacted me and it makes you feel like oh wow like someone wants me to go and work with them mm. makes you feel good doesn't it that you've yeah. been kind of chosen to go and work there um so new Hannah, she worked in Manchester for seven or eight years, I think. And then she recently moved down, back down here with family. And yeah, she'd just seen seen our work and thought that's where I want to work. Nice. Yeah, so she's starting with us soon. Yeah, you've good, got it's good, a really cool space. You kind of team. you've kind of got is it all of the all of the tattooing kind of downstairs. Yeah. yeah, we want to keep it all. I know we've got all the space up here, but I'd hate to separate people now we're such a like little family yeah. I'd hate to then like put three upstairs and three downstairs It'd yeah it must horrible. be a cool vibe in there it when is, everyone's it's kind so of tattooing nice, yeah. and I like keeping this bit more of an open and airy yeah. um, waiting area what we're going to kind of do with this being on YouTube is run and show yeah. some kind of bits of the studio yeah, cool. so people can kind of get a feel for the place <laughs> What I maybe want to ask you then, like, I'm going to be quite nerdy because I try and ask okay. people this. So moving from your kind of black black and grey kind of background, but still having a little bit of that in there with your, like, fine line mm-hmm. and your mandalas, like, what equipment are you using? And how do you kind of go about constructing those pieces? Um, I use the Bishop ones now. Um, I use the liner for all, which, I mean, terrifies a lot of people because I know a lot of people use that for, oh, like, use liner, he- yeah. yeah, for tight threes. I use it as well. I love nice. it. Um, and it's just like one pass no it's so about. yeah so punchy um, so I use that for all my lines my dot work fly through the dot work with that but it's so crisp such a good machine love it mm. um, I bought the shader but I don't like it why it's too, too soft too soft it's do you do much mag work or is it all kind of yeah, stuff? Yeah, if I'm like doing like black and grey, like say I was doing like an animal or a portrait, yeah, I would use mags, but I just don't like that. So I am going to, I think I'm going to invest and get the packer because all the girls have got the packer because the liner's like too punchy for, they don't really do like the line worky stuff that I do. Mm. Um, so I'm going to try that because that's a good all rounder. But yeah, yeah, I use an FK irons, the Zion for like shading and kind of, everything else basically yeah. still not tried on those have but you not? everyone raised one yeah we all had one and then I bought the bishop and then we, we all get very jealous of each other if one person buys something new we all have to buy it mm. so now everyone's moved on to bishops um, I've forgotten what the initial question actually was yeah what about needle groupings and stuff needles so I use super tight threes um, I have a battle with them like every day I'm so fussy I have to find like the tightest and I've probably tried like 20 different what brands. brand have you stuck with? The Killer Ink, I find, are the tightest Everyone ones. Everyone says this. It's so true as well. But they're you so hit and miss. I probably, oh, I'll go through like eight to find one good one. Or they blunt really easy or they get kitchen roll stuck in them. And mm. I go through so many. I'm yet to find one that's that tight, but the whole pack is consistent. Yeah, and I sharp tried, though. Yeah, I tried the 
like semi-permanent makeup ones are they the quadrant ones but i didn't like them i didn't think there was good ink flow mm. um yeah so killer ink i yeah go through those very yeah. quickly um it's pretty much what i use for most things a stipple with those i, I could do easily do a whole sleeve with those tiny yeah. little threes my dream needle <laughs> yeah nice yeah i'm kind of running all three bishops yeah do you Depend- use the liner or i do use the liner like i'm kind of doing a lot more single when i'm using a tight three single? i wouldn't use a single with the liner i kind of use the packer yeah. the shader i think is I don't, really soft I don't like single needles for someone who does such fine line work yeah i hate mm. them yeah, maybe just why, just a little bit less consistent. Yeah, I think just, you never know, do you? Like, if someone moves the tiniest bit, like... Yeah, I just get so just obsessed. can't trust with one. The, I try and do a little bit of geometric and stuff, and I just find, like, pulling, like, the real super fine. I just yeah. love... Maybe I'll try again. I'm just so used to it, I guess. Yeah, like the point two two singles yeah. from Killer. Oh, okay. Single needles are, like, fine. Oh, and they're I think really I use nice. the two two threes. Threes, yeah. 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 No, I love it. It's so good. So excited by line. No, it's so true. Can you, um, have you got any sponsors? Would you want to be sponsored by any companies or brands? Um, Wholesale Body Jewelry, who they popped in the other day and were like, you want a little sponsor? So, I mean, it's only like a recent thing. They they chucked me some stuff to try the other day. Um, But I'm still, I can't beat my Killer Ink 3s. But yeah, I'd love to. Oh my god! Imagine being sponsored by like a cool machine company, like Bishop. Like that yeah. would be insane. That's Getting, the like, dream. Getting a custom machine yeah. made. Oh my god! Like when people get the like gold or mm. imagine, like a, yeah, like a special pink Bishop made for me. That'd be well cool. Yeah. Well, there you go, Bishop. If you're listening, putting it out there. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just put. I got the. Um, I managed to get the two-pack wand. Did you? <laughs> Did it come with a microphone? Yeah. <laughs> it's like one of two fifty, eighteen oh karat god. gold. Um, it took like three cheap. weeks to come from the States. Would you use it? I do use you it. You do yeah. use it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, too, right. So is it a packer, did you say? Um, I got the, no, I got the shader in that one oh. because I already had the packer and the liner. Okay. So I thought, well, I'll just get the other one and then, and then complete the... It's so extra. It's so extra, but it's the coolest fucking thing ever. Are you going to get the others like gold plated just to match? I think so. It's not like anyone can see it either because once it's all yeah, wrapped up... Yeah, I know, up, it's stupid. At least I know it's gold. Um, no, it's, that's just, that's the level of my nerd in yeah. tattooing, you know. Um, yeah, cool. The other kind of things which I really want to do, a lot of people keep requesting this, is um talk me through your pieces so okay. where you've gone to come get your tattoos done are there any artists that you really look up to um so i get most most of the tattoos i have got i've got from people that i work with at the time like they just inspire me so much mm. um and you see all the tattoos that they do every day like in the flesh as well i think it's so different to seeing them on instagram you get to see them every day um, and yeah, I kind of, I guess I get jealous and then I want tattoos like that. And yeah, well, everyone that I always work with, they're so good. So yeah, they, they've just kind of covered me. Um, my sleeve was Jules who taught me how to tattoo. So I was his apprentice. And then when I left, he started my arm. Oh, nice. Um, a lot of the ones on my thighs are just shit ones that I did when I was an apprentice, to mm. be honest. Like, I did go mad on my thighs. I mean, that's kind of, yeah, I've got, like, my left leg is yeah. my leg that I just kind Some of... Some of them I've gone back over and tried to fix, but others I've just got lasered or covered. And yeah. I think it's, some of them are a nice reminder of where you've come from, and a lot of people say, oh, what was your first tattoo? At least I can show them. Yeah, no regrets, cool. in it? I guess. It's like, <laughs> yeah. it's one of those things, it's like... 
Would I have gone back and maybe had them all done super nice by yeah. the same artist? All right, that would have been a nice way Definitely. to do it. But, you know, it's like it, it's a process. I get it. Yeah, my mum always says, oh, I told you you'd regret them. I'm like, I don't regret them because mm. there is a story, isn't there? And that was me learning. That was my first ever tattoo. And yeah, I wouldn't say I regret them, but if I were to start, you know, as a blank canvas, I probably wouldn't get them, but I don't yeah. think I regret them, no. It's like a time in your life, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, definitely. What about this, like, fine line, is it peony on your own? This was Kyla, so she was my apprentice, she still works here. Um, that actually was a cover-up, I had that one lasered, but yeah, she does, like, beautiful fine line, just girly, pretty flowers and mm. stuff, um, which, considering I do every day, I don't have, other than that, anything else like that on myself okay and um, so she did that not long ago next to my little my chihuahua portraits oh, and you said you got two chihuahuas <laughs> yeah, yeah this is bonnie and little cookie in here oh nice and i was, was gonna rachel. say where's the other one yeah rachel who works here does just the most insane little pet portrait so obviously i needed her to do my little doggos on me yeah they're really cool i love them yeah and i can obviously you've still got a little bit of space i have yeah i'm gonna keep this arm and as my little collect collection is it, is cool it saved for anyone in particular? Nothing yet. I haven't... I'm quite bad, to be honest. I'm so focused on what I'm doing every day. I'm really bad at looking at what I would get because I'm just thinking, what am I going to put on that person? What mm. am I going to put there? I don't ever really think about myself and what I want to get. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't even know. I want to get my like right leg sleeve finished. Um, but Who's doing that? That's Hannah, who works here. Okay, nice. <laughs> um, she's a really cool, like, bold like ornamental patterny stuff and mm. that wasn't anything to be honest that I ever thought I would want but then seeing her do it every day I was like this is so cool mm. um so yeah she's been doing that leg for me um, and out of all of your tattoos which one is the most meaningful to you probably my doggos nice. little babies <laughs> yeah yeah I don't honestly don't think any of mine I'm trying to look at them now I don't think any of them mean anything. Yeah, I forget. I've got, and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in the shower. I'm like, oh yeah, I forgot about that one. No, I, I, I'm not one for getting tattoos personally for meanings. I just get them because I like them. Mm. But yeah, obviously, my dogs, I love them to bits. Oh, actually, I have got one on my ankle of my dog as well that James did on me, which is absolutely horrendous. But it it was. I want to have a look at this in a minute. Yeah, I'll show you. He'd never done a tattoo before. he just really wanted to try and I was like, okay, you can tattoo Bonnie on me. He drew it as well. So he drew a little illustration with, of her and then tattooed on me and it's the worst tattoo I've probably ever seen and I will ever get, but I love it so much. Yeah. And even though it looks nothing like her, it just captures her personality. It's so funny. So yeah. good. So, so it's just like line work. Oh yeah, sort of. <laughs> if that's what you'd call it. It's like blacked out her eyes and... It's pretty tragic. But yeah, so my three meaningful <laughs> toes are my dogs. To, I'm eager to see this. Yeah, well, I'm going to <laughs> um, And also, the other thing I wanted to kind of do, really, um, kind of going through your Instagram and looking at the pieces, like the compositions and stuff are pretty mad. Like the way you kind of put all of these bits together. And we obviously spoke a little bit about how you do some freehand stuff. Yeah. But what I wanted to do really was just pick a piece from your feed Mm -hmm. and just get you to explain it to me really um so one of the pieces which i think you posted there on the 4th of july um was for a client called helena Helena. can you can you kind of talk me through that that piece and maybe the story behind it yeah she's honestly absolute dream client she came to me it was less than a year ago now no tattoos whatsoever and she was like right i want to get a three-piece matching set like i love all your floral stuff so i want i think it started off shoulder piece flowing into her ribs and then on her hip so kind of like mm-hmm. yeah like a little zigzag but all flowing into one another um so yeah after those three she's like 
think I want some more. Can I book in? And then they all just escalated. So this was, I think, 10 months ago, I think we said. And now she's had like nine day sessions and all her pieces match. And we never go, you know, off on a tangent. It's always flowers. And then we've kind of incorporated some pattern work mandalas. I've done a little portrait one on her arm, but they all tie together. They all flow Mm. into like the next piece. And it's, oh my God, it's like my most, the project I'm most proud of, I guess, because you so rarely get, customers that are a complete blank canvas yeah. that have had time to think about what they want as well like obviously young people come in they've got no tattoos but then they just want to get everything and you know loads of different styles but yeah i just so lucky and so grateful for helena for letting me do such a a cool project on her and just coming completely blank and just yeah. sort of handing herself to me and saying go crazy like make me look pretty mm. It's a lot of trust it's, it's and insane. to choose you so for nice. that. I think now like it's quite a popular style, I would say, that yeah. floral. I wouldn't say it was a trend necessarily, but it's no, definitely very popular. No, I think it's popular. timeless though, isn't it? Flowers, they're always, especially like, that's why I like doing them. I think it's mm. not, the styles maybe, you know, there's so many different styles of flowers, but flowers will always, they're just going to be elegant and pretty, aren't they? Mm. They're never yeah. going to look bad you see people doing them in such different ways as well yeah that's what I like do you tend to find that you get any specific artists given to you as references or maybe that an artist in that style that you use as reference or look up Uh, to in that style not so much anymore I think if you look at my flowers they you know you can tell I'm not gonna do anything else does that make sense Mm. I used to get sent loads of the big Instagram you know, people that are huge on Instagram that do flowers every day used to get sent their stuff all the time. And I would always just try and do it more from reference photos. And this was when I didn't really know my style. But I think since I've developed my style of peonies, yeah, people, to be honest, they'll sometimes send me someone else's work as placement reference, but it's always, thankfully, my flowers as the actual style, which is so nice because to just get sent your own work as reference is crazy. Yeah. It's so nice. So good. Yeah. I mean, I do find it mad when people do that, you know, but it's weird. You tend, you do find some artists kind of coming through um, and seeing them like regularly for specific style. I guess the artists that I maybe get sent for my work is completely different Mm, to what you get sent. Um, It's usually people in America that have got, you know, half a million followers, isn't it? Yeah. Are there any particular, any particular names? or ones that you kind of anyone in that style who you kind of particularly like the work of I like I never know how you mentioned him before I don't know how you say his Instagram name that guy that does the flowers in is he New Zealand yeah oh um try yeah him like his composition I I don't ever want to obviously replicate his flowers because his flowers are so clearly his like I I really want my own style that isn't ever confused because yeah like you said there's so many people out there doing flowers I I don't ever want to be confused with someone else but composition wise and his photos and stuff as well like I'd love to be able to Mm. not replicate it but yeah he just does it so well he's just taking it to another level yeah but then if you look at that that piece with with of Helena yeah the photography and that is great she took that Really? Yeah, she's insane. That's a client photo. Yeah, her oh, last her, her last session, we'd done her bum and one side was healed and one was fresh. So to get photos was just impossible. Yeah. So she was like, I'll just, I'll, I'll pop in or I'll try and get someone. It's all healed. Mm. Um, yeah, she sent them to me the other day, like a full on little photo shoot. And, yeah. Yeah. It's almost, obviously the tattoo itself is the most important thing, yeah. I guess, but it's almost the second most important thing is 
the correct photography and lighting it's hard, of the piece. Isn't it? Yeah. Um, I, I feel find bad. it quite difficult like, to capture that. Yeah, I feel bad. Like you've just your clients have been sat there for eight hours and they're they're hungry and tired and they want to go home and you're like, Can you just like come and let me take some photos of you and just just give it 10 more minutes like I really need this for my Instagram I feel really guilty because like we said earlier like the only thing really that matters the most important thing is whether they like their tattoo but yeah is that they're happy yeah, Instagram and photos I, I really struggle with it trying mm. to get it all to look as good as it does in the flesh as well it's really really hard yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I want—I I want to kind of I wanted to ask you what you maybe thought was the most important element of tattooing. Um, most important element? Mm. How? Like, what? Do you, how do you mean? Like, what? What's the most important thing about the process? I guess making the client feel good with what they've, you know, what you've given them. I think that's why I like doing all the flowy flowers and stuff. It's so like elegant and flowy and you make it flow with the body and it's like a flattering shape and then they walk out feeling like so confident and they message yeah. you and like oh my god so many people commented on my tattoos and I feel great in a bikini and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's so nice to know that you're contributing I guess and you're also while contributing to their confidence and happiness you're also getting to put your artwork out there for like the world to see yeah it's very cool like yeah literally um any plans for the future? So mm. <laughs> I know you've, you've done some conventions in yeah. the past. Have you got any conventions coming up? Any guest spots coming up? What are you, what's your kind of, where can Not you see your tattooing going? Um, I've just did Bristol. Was that last weekend? Yeah. Um, and then we did Brighton this year as well. Um, I think again, I'd like to do, yeah, Bristol, Brighton, maybe the London next year. Um, I'm, I'm a bit, yeah, I get really nervous doing guest spots and stuff. I've done a few. I did, did one in LA, which was, sick but yeah. it just makes me so like stressed and I like just being at home in my studio um yes yeah, so I haven't got anything anything like that planned but I think the next thing would be like renovate the studio or maybe find like a cooler space um yeah conventions definitely like two or three big ones next year would be really cool um, yeah yeah so the top one's really London I'd love to do London yeah we're not doing that this year I'm gonna go just visit I got get a bit jealous watching people walk around at conventions sometimes when you've just got your head down all day yeah obviously it's like so great that you're there but sometimes you don't actually want to just go and look around at the artists and we didn't have the time so yeah this london where all, all the girls from the studio are just gonna go up and have a little yeah it's more look of a around da- yeah that's yeah. it isn't it and just as long as like just absorbing it you know how was it did, was, did you find it difficult to sort the um the la guest spot out where no. was that and- oh my god it was crazy so dylan forte he I'd always like looked up to him for like geometric stuff. He's so good. Um, I just out of the blue got a message on Instagram and it was like a photo. So, you know, when you get a message request and you have to like click view photo, yeah. I was really nervous. Like, is this spam? Like, is my Instagram going to die? What's going to happen? I opened it and it was like, you're invited basically to come on guest spot at the studio. Um, oh, okay. So it was an invite yeah, as well. Yeah. Oh, so nice. email us if you're interested. And because it, it was obviously America, it was, I don't know, some weird time in the middle of the night. And I was like, James, oh my gosh, you're never going to guess what. And I was half asleep, freaking out. Um, so yeah, I emailed them, booked that in. So easy. So um, good. Crazy. It's crazy out there. Like mm. compared to tattooing over here. Yes, yeah, so we went for like a two week holiday and he tattooed for three days because I, I was so nervous that I wouldn't get the clients. Um Because I don't know. Obviously, I don't know anyone in LA. I guess, yeah, I guess... Um studios hosting guests from other countries is there's a lot of I presume a lot of emphasis on the studio kind of really helping to yeah. bring the guests yeah definitely bring... and obviously 
Dylan's like so big on Instagram. So obviously it helped have it. It was his studio. Um, but yeah, I managed to fill up the three days and it's crazy. Like tattooing in LA is just mad. Like crazy money, just everything. Yeah, it's so yeah. different over here. Yeah, about any um any other sort of ones like on the uh, on the on the sort of bucket list for guesting? I don't know. Like I said, I just I do get so nervous doing guest spots, and they do stress me out so much. Um, I'd love to do. I, I think if I were to do another one, I'd want to do it abroad and tie it into like a holiday. So then it's mm. a little bit less stress because I get to. <laughs> have that time as well um, but I haven't really thought about it to be honest I think I've been so focused on the studio and just making sure everything's smooth here yeah that I'm, I'm bad for not thinking about doing things for myself sometimes hmm. yeah I, I should give it some thought really <laughs> no it's nice you've obviously got that real sort of like hard-working entrepreneurial mindset yeah, you know I think when you're busy here as well it's it's hard to think hard to... oh I'm gonna take two weeks off and fly there and yeah, yeah for sure well there you go just kind of finding the time <laughs> So, yeah, lovely. I guess we'll round this off. Um, and I always try and finish this with you leaving a question that we can ask for the next guest. Okay. Um, so, yeah, fire away. Um, okay, so if for whatever reason you weren't tattooing now and you couldn't tattoo, what would you be doing? Okay, instead. Like, yeah, as a job or hobby. Is it, I guess it's a hobby and a job, yeah. What would, you, what would your passion be? What would you think you could see yourself doing? Nice. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Amy, thank you so much for, for being on the podcast. Thank you for having this me. This is one of the hottest days of the <laughs> I know. year. I'm like sweating. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. We don't have but it's been on. great. Yeah, it's been really cool. And love the space. Like your work is insane. Thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. And hopefully in the future, I'll be able to come back and yeah. we can have another chat and we can see where, you, where you've where managed to get to. You Definitely. Know? Sounds good. Lovely stuff. Cheers. Thank you. Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. Don't forget to hit the bell icon and the follow button to be notified of every new release wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. I'm Alex Lloyd, and this is 21st Century Tattoo. Thanks for listening.